Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community, we're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. You know, when, during my sales process, I, you know, first two or three meetings, you know, we're just talking to get to know each other. It's all about building relationships because I tell people that I'm in a relationship business. I just happen to do IT, right? And they look at me and go, what does that mean? I said, first and foremost, I want to be in, uh, have a genuine friend of yours, understand you, know who you are, and have that relationship. And the business will come afterwards. Uh, it puts us in a unique situation to whether we move forward or we don't. I want to establish that, that that friendship and that relationship right up front. You know, it's interesting. So when I had an IT business, uh, I always expected state agencies and anybody who got money from the state to have two or three interviews and, you know, interview three or four companies. Uh, but I've only had a few really small companies that were, you know, other than that, that had multiple interviews and so forth. And one of them did this. And I said, I was like, why do you guys have such an extensive process? Because, I mean, I'm happy to, to go through it because I think I'm going to win. But why do you have such an extensive process? And they said, we like to hire vendors for about 10 or 20 years. Yep. <laughs> and so it's, it literally goes back to hire slow and fire fast. And that's true with vendors as well as employees. You know, I, I know you travel well a lot. We talked the other day about, you know, you were, go down to Australia quite a bit. Well, I live in Australia for about three and a half years. And when they talk about mate and they talk about being a friend, it's all about friendship and relationships before businesses ever talk. And that's genuine. And I learned that because it's very different than when we here in the United States do business. We want to do business first. And then if we become friends, great. If we don't, right. well. Yeah. So yeah, keep moving. <laughs> it was a great, great, great experience. And it, it really changed how, how I look at certain things of going in there with a genuine relationship thought mindset. 99.9% of the time, you'll come out with a business on the other side. Right. So, uh, did you go to Australia a long time ago, like before yeah, was, you had a business? Yep. And I'll, when I, before I went into business, it was back in uh, early 2000s. So I was there with uh, with Cisco at the time and um, on an expat. And my region was all of the Asia Pacific. So I got a chance to spend a whole lot of time outside wow. of the United States. Very cool. Yeah. So so we're at CompTIA and uh, you're currently on the Advancing Tech Talent University uh, EC. Uh, and before that, you were... The head of the uh, managed services yeah. EC. So tell us what that is. What is yeah. that community? Yeah. So on the managed service EC, we were really responsible for helping to drive where MSPs is going to sales, marketing, grow their business, and how to make the MSPs better as a whole. And to be the head of that and, and lead that with a team of people in the council and people from the council, you know, that was a, that was a big task because everybody's looking for what the direction is and how it's going. So being an MSP and knowing some of the pain and some of the things we brought, it was a great opportunity to share some of the knowledge I built up over the years. One of the things that we did right in the middle of the pandemic, that was probably right in the middle of my my first year. And one of the things I called up Miles, who was our, our, uh, our EC representative for CompTIA, I said, man, we got to do something on, 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 on mental awareness and, and how that you're, you're just losing it out here and he's like let's do it so we got him a call got a psychiatrist to come in to really talk to us about how to take care of yourself during the pandemic and continue to run a business because man that has been been crazy 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 for us and and for others it, it really uh, separates the men from the boys you know it's interesting uh with comptia more than almost any organization i know of 
they're really open to saying, hey, you know, anybody got any ideas? And like, I would not have thought to bring in somebody who's a mental health professional in the middle of a clear worldwide mental health crisis, right? But but it's the kind of thing that they're they're open to just about anything. It's pretty impressive. It is very. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I I spent a lot of time with going, to going from the Managed Service Board over to the Advancing Technology and Diversity Council as well, is that once you're in and you're there, you see all the great things that they do in the background of helping individuals, businesses, all of the above grow from high school, taking the tests all the way up into your business. Um, for a while there, I was just a member, really was sitting on the sidelines. But until I got engaged, I've had some of, met some of the best people that have changed my life, changed my, my perception and my company as a whole. And uh, that's been really cool. So you're clearly a leader in CompTIA, like multiple councils and so forth. Um, and then you are also somebody who has been a leader in the rest of the IT industry. I mean, I know that you're with the uh, National Society of IT Service Providers. You're on a, you're a new board member there. Um, so what are you looking to do with that? Yeah, so when I came in... Clearly 16, a leading question. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> you know, when I came in, you know, to the industry 16 years ago, I mean, a lot of stuff that you, you just don't... You, I didn't know what an MSP was. I mean, I, I actually wanted to just be a, a bar or a service provider. I didn't know what an MSP was. Just kind of throw it out there. And I find out 16 years later, we're still struggling with what an MSP is. What is that? And we're seeing, you know, MSPs getting targeted from a cybersecurity perspective, just business practices are not where they should be and they're not growing to where they need to go from that perspective. And it just amazes me. I was at a show a couple of weeks ago and it amazes me that I can walk from one side of the show floor to the other side of the show floor and I could be an MSP, full-blown, fledged, with stack, everything and, and going. But it's more than just the tools. It's the mindset. It's the camaraderie. It's how are you going to stand up and do what's right by the customer and do what's right by the industry. I, I tell everybody, everybody knows me if they talk to me about the MSP bid, and I say, when one MSP coughs, we all get the cold. <laughs> so it behooves us to hold each other accountable for the things that we do. In the last year, I've, I've gained some business from other MSPs, and it's, it's amazing that the time that I spend with them and the time that I do that is I have, it's like I get that dirty mark for all the things that the last MSP did not do. Right. And, and that's, that's tough because it makes it very difficult for us to move the needle forward because I'm trying to earn trust for something that I should have never lost it. Right. And it's Well, tough. and it's one of these things that, like, you know, 15 years ago, you didn't have hardly anybody who knew what you did for a yeah. living, but like you could help them with their technology and it was all good. Yeah. Now there's actually an industry. It's got a name. People know what it is. And even if they're wrong, they ha they come to you with their perceptions of yeah. what they think you do, what they think your competition does. Yeah. And uh, it, it, in some ways it makes it harder to sell because you're selling against this straw man that may or may not actually exist exactly uh and you have to you have to start out with your professionals so. you, you totally do and, and like i said you know up front it's all about that relationship man building that relationship it tells a lot about a lot right we go in there we talk about family what they like how they know because i want to understand the personality of the person we're going to be doing business with because you're right i don't expect it to be a, a one or two year i want this relationship to last i still have my first client that i signed 16 years ago they're still my client today and, and that's because of the relationship we have and i instill in the culture of my company is that 
if you have the right relationship, it yeah. makes it very, very difficult for anybody to come up and unseat you. The, you know, we're talking about Australia and all that. Yeah. So you start with that that human touch mm-hmm. rather than the money. Yeah. And it becomes it's a little stickier, right, right. From, from the very beginning. Yeah. So you just won an award as the Community yeah. Leadership Award for CompTIA for the whole year. Yeah. For the entire industry, for all of the awards and all the committees and all the council, like you're the man. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So appreciate that. Uh, so you're going to tour the world and, and, and talk to about uh, CompTIA for the next year? If my wife would tell me, she said, Corey, what's your next do? She said, you're supposed to say go to Disney, but she said, no, I'm on to the next thing. She said, you just never stop and smell the roses. So, you know, what I leverage it is, is to show that anybody is that you can talk all you want. But unless you're in the game and on the even on the sidelines, you have an opportunity to get in the game. All you're doing is talking, right? So I challenge everybody to come out, get in the game with the National Society of IT Service Providers, with Contia, with anybody who is making a difference to make the MSP industry better. Get off the bench, stop sitting in corners, talking about it, and come out and be about it. I right. challenge all of them. So, do you think most people are? are naturally um, interested in helping the profession or do you think it's like, uh, I'm going to help myself first. I got to get, I got to make sure I'm profitable and on my feet and then I'll pay attention to the community. Yeah. I think that they got to find that balance because I don't think it's, it's mutually exclusive. I think it's one and the same. You need to be doing them both in parallel because you're going to learn from other MSPs who are, it's kind of like we're like a support group. You either find the MSP is, is in where you are, just coming out of where you are or about to go into where you are. Right. But if you're not in, if you're not in the place and you're not with that, then you think that you're the only one. Right. And that's the challenge that gets you caught up. Right. Is heavy as the head that wears the crown. And that's true. <laughs> business. And especially the, the people who have not yet dug in uh, to go to things like this, like, like we're at the CompTIA uh, Communities and Councils Forum. Uh, I've seen people who said, you know, there's not much content here. It's like, well, if you define content as vendors standing up on stage and selling their stuff, no, there's not much content. Right. But there's a lot of people, you know, we were just in the hallway. Yeah. The hallway is filled with people with two and three people at a time having a conversation and talking about the challenges of their business and learning from people who are in another city or, or another country. Yeah, I, I was just talking to Paco. He has an MSP here in Chicago, and we talk a lot. Mine's in Texas. I've talked to other people who have MSPs in, in Jersey and New York City and Florida and all over the place. And it's just amazing about hearing what they're doing, mimicking it if you can, and doing what you'd be surprised how how open they are. They're like, hey, man, call me. I'm an open book. I'll tell you whatever you need to know and have at it. And you're like, whoa, what's up with that? Right. But that's the community that we're starting to become. There's a lot of us that have that heart, but you got to be in the place to do that. You got to be here and making that 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 noise and, and letting people know who you are so, so that they know where you know how to help. What do you what do you say to people who say, well, I, I don't want to go talk to my competition and give them all my secrets and, and share my secret sauce and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I tell I tell you like I tell my kids is that all the music has already been 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 created. All they do is remix it and remaster it and auto tune it. It's the same thing here. If you think that you got some secret sauce that doesn't know whatever it is, I say you, you, you may be right, but these guys would help you fine-tune it, have you auto-tune it, remix it, remaster it, to put it out again, because that's what's happening. And I don't believe in our industry there's a such thing as, as competition. I think there's 
co-op petition where you may be in a situation where you may have a product or a process that's or something that you're working on that you can't scale to do. That's a great time to have that partner that can help you do that process to let you learn from that process to grow. You don't have to try to eat it all yourself. Share it because the learning experience you're going to get from it is going to make you prepare for the next time it comes up. And that's what you got to go out and do. Now, you are clearly a leader, not just here, but I mean, nationwide, right? You're a, you're a thought leader. And so how do you have the time to do that and run a business? Because this is a challenge. So many people say, yeah. no, like, how do you how do you have the time to leave your city? Right. You, you couldn't get back there and solve a problem in the next hour if you wanted yeah. to. <laughs> it, it's you build out your team. You, you build out a team. I mean, uh, back in 2017, I went through the Goldman Sachs. Uh, SB10K program. And the whole program was intended, it's kind of a Jedi mind track that they do you. They take you away and they make you spend a god-awful amount of time away from your business. And what they were teaching you is that if you have to be in your business 24 hours a day, seven days a week and cannot leave, then you do not have a business. You are the business. Right. You got a job. You got a job. And, and when they taught me that, man, because they would take, I mean, it was like, you got to be here on Thursday and Friday all day, eight hours. They take your technology at the door and you got to do that for like nine weeks. Wow. And, and you're like, oh my God, I can't do that. But at the end, you still got a business. Nothing blew up. And what you figured out is you really figured out that, man, my team, I got a team. I have a team. And when you're in it, you don't see it. And you you, you kind of take it for granted. But even now being here, my team is like, hey, Corey, go do your thing. We got this. I'm like, hold up. What's up with that? And <laughs> you know, that, that just warms my it's heart. It's funny. It reminds me of, uh, I think it was Brian Tracy who, uh, he's got this whole thing about uh, the most productive time of your entire year are the three days before you go on vacation. Because you clean up all your crap. Yep. You finish your desk. You make sure everything's been taken care of. Somebody's in charge of everything. All the dots are going to be, all the I's are going to be dotted and the T's are going to be yep. crossed. And everything's going to work. It's like, so why don't you do that all the time? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, <laughs> that quintessential overachieving. And, and you kind of get stuck and can't get out of your own way. And sometimes that's where the team members are like, yo, you got to go get out of here. We don't we don't want to see you today. Um, and, and don't get into that mentality of, you know, do what I say, do, do what I say, not as I do. And, and just mimic that and just got to got to go smell the roses while you can. Right. Give, take the flowers while you can appreciate it. You know, it's funny. So uh, my team is all remote now, you know, and uh, we just hired our our first new person in the office in, in years, obviously, because of the pandemic. Uh, but uh, our ethic is we don't work evenings and weekends, right? So uh, she sent some email about, hey, I totally processed all the orders on Saturday and it's good. Da, da, da. And like everybody in the company emailed her like, what are you doing working Saturday? It's like, you know, don't you have a family? Don't you have a boyfriend? Like, right. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me, so let's, let's switch gears a bit. Tell me about 5k technologies, the five Kirkendalls. Um, so how big are you? When did you get started 16 years ago? And yeah. have you always been in the same location? Yeah. So we, so we started back in 20, 2006 um, start out in the house. It, it was actually, as I, as I call it, it was my side hustle. It was what I wanted to do outside of leaving corporate America. I knew I wanted to do, and I was in the middle of completing my, my MBA program. And I wrote as part of my final project, a, a technology service provider and went through it. So I was like, man, it was a great time to write a business plan. When I got my professors are going to critique it and tell me what, and they were like, yo, this is awesome. 
and do this, right? And I was like, great. And so I kind of had it and, and went through that process and started it up. And then I, and then it just started to go from there. So I got my first client. They were good. And then I tried to get rid of them, but they wouldn't let me go. And then, just, and then another one came and another one came and then another one came. And it was just, it was kind of there. So we started out with just me and one other guy. Uh, now it's 10 of us. Uh, we were in Plano. We started out in Allen, Texas. And then now we're in Plano. Been there for the last two and a half years, um, mostly in the office. And we focus on nonprofits and legal and uh, and, and religious organizations. If you know Texas, we're big on churches. Right. And we love their technology. And part of that was when we came back is I wanted to find a way to leverage technology to grow and build God's kingdom is what I wanted to do. And that's what we've been able to do over the last year. The pandemic, really, we, we converted a lot of stuff to where a lot of congregations were able to survive because we ran their IT, we created video rooms, and we allowed them to go online, and they didn't miss a beat. And they have some cool technology, oh, man, like, cool you know, stuff. especially ones that do like their streaming stuff. They've been streaming for 10 years before there was a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got some really, really cool stuff going on with them. And, and it was just been, it's been powerful to, to go down that path and, and, and work through it. Team is solid and, and the family's doing well. All of my kids is, I got one that's out of school, lives in California. He's at the LA Film School, just graduated oh, wow. uh, last year. Um, so he's a creative, so engineer, creative. We're, we're finding our balance. <laughs> and then my, my middle son, is he's a senior this year, and he's graduating from uh, Allen High School. And then my daughter, who is, who is the oldest, I feel like. She's the youngest, but she acts like she's the oldest. <laughs> and she, she's 15. So I got that. that I'm, I'm about to become not-too-cool dad again, and hopefully in the next three years I'll be cool dad again. So. Well, and then are you ready for the empty nest, which is right around the corner? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So, I am looking right, forward to we it. We tell you what happens after the empty nest. What's that? The, the nest gets full again. <laughs> <laughs> they come back. So just so you know, okay. uh, there's oh, there's a, just a, that's a little bit of a rebound. So you started your business in 2006. My recollection is the market crashed in October of 2008. So did you think like, oh, this was a horrible mistake? Or? Nah. So what, what was great about this is we have always focused on quality versus quantity. So we had some really strong clients and some really strong, and that relationship thing really kicked in. And we didn't really miss a beat in any of that downturn. And so continue to stay the course, continue to do what we need to do, because with all downturn, because I was at Cisco during the bubble bust of the internet, is stay the course, it's going to go down, but it's going to rebound, and you need to be in a position to to be ready for that, and that's exactly what happened. Those who packed up and went away, they missed the opportunity. It was a little painful, but I'll be up straight, it's been great, and then, like, you know, during the pandemic, I've already went through that back in 2008, you know, you kind of knew what was going to happen, you stayed the course, do what you got to get done, and it's been sky's the limit from that perspective. So in 16 years, so you've, you've gone to having now 10 employees mm -hmm. and do you, uh, how do you refresh technology? Like how do you keep your eyes open and say, well, okay, we made this move. Now here's the next move. And here's what's going to happen with, with cybersecurity yeah. or with compliance or, you know, our industry is just like, a, <laughs> it's all over the place. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Part of that is, is coming to things like CCF and being part of CompTIA. And you look at all the councils and the technology interest groups they have, from blockchain to drones, to artificial intelligence to government and, and SLED and everything else. You get a good opportunity to see a, a good mixture of large, medium, small companies that are investing in that and going through that process to understand how, do, how is an MSP going to leverage 
blockchain technology to grow. I think it's coming with smart contracts and everything else. So if I wasn't here, I definitely would be on my radar other than trying to mine something here because I think that's what Bitcoin is all about. Right. Blockchain, all that stuff is different. How do you leverage drones? I'm sure we're going to have people who know drones say, man, if I got a drone, there's obviously some type of technology in there. In order to fly the drone, there's some really expensive technology that needs to be up all the time. Again, what do we do as MSPs? We sell uptime. Therefore, I need to know about that, <laughs> right? I need to know it's about that. It's funny because uh, one of the things I learned from the drone uh, council here is that there are like managed drone services. These drones, we're talking about $4,000 drones. Yes. A company might need that for one month out of the year. So yeah. they're not going to buy it. What right. are they going to do? They're going to hire your company that has somebody who's licensed to fly it, licensed mm -hmm. to take the photography, knows what they can and can't do, and on and on and on. Right. And of course, what are they doing? They're gathering data. It has to be stored somewhere. It has to be yeah. organized. It's a huge industry. And huge. most people, I think, who are IT service providers, have ignored it completely and it has grown up to be its own industry yeah. uh, and most people haven't had their share of that money which okay. i think is really interesting i totally agree and you know we during the pandemic what we did is we took what we learned as a managed service provider and we have a managed av side of the house and what that does is is that in most churches or large venues they have all this av equipment but the people who install it they don't want to maintain it they want to sell you new equipment because it comes out so fast right and so they want to know somebody they can call if the behringer is popping or if the speaker's not here how do i know if the speaker's blown how do i know to do that they just want somebody to come out there to be able to help them troubleshoot and support when they need help and that has become a huge business for us to to do that side. Well, and it's got to be somebody they trust. Yes. Right? Because if, if you if you were to say, you don't have any choice, you have to spend this money, it's going to be $3,000, they will spend it. Yep. But then it needs to, every time, it's got to be a good decision. Yeah. Right? Because they, they can't come back to you and say, turns out we didn't need to spend that money. And you're like, ah, well, you know, yeah. but, but I got a college tuition payment to make. So. Yeah. <laughs> So no you doubt. got a new speaker. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, definitely. So, so in in many ways, it all comes back to that whole relationship thing again. All day, all day. It drives business. It drives referrals. It drives who you are as a person, and it's it's fulfilling as well because some of my best relationships are some of my customers who I've learned about their kids. I've seen them grow up. I go, you know, been around their games. You know, I, I've seen when their when their spouses is going through some health issue, and we're there for them to go through that process, and it ebbs and flows. And it helps us stay in the tune. We're kind of kind of in lockstep with them because if they go yeah. through their personal transition yeah. and personal things, we can see the business ebb and flow based on that relationship, right? So we're always right there with them. So we're like, okay, we're not hearing from him, okay, because he's with his wife going through cancer treatment, whatever that is. That doesn't mean he's looking for somebody else. That just means that he's there. So what can I do to support him through that process to continue to build that relationship? And do you do any kind of like celebrations with your clients? Like this is your five-year anniversary or, you know, happy birthday or any of that yeah, kind of stuff? We do. So we're in the process of building out something called, I'm from Texas. So uh, we're in the process of, my wife is in the business with me and she's been against me, but I'm going forward with it. <laughs> is we, we put some time and some payments out and we have a trailer it's getting grabbed and it's called the 5k meet and greet. Nice. And what we're going to do is go out there. I love to cook and I love to smoke meat. You know, in Texas, we smoke anything. Right. So right. If you if you got a cow inside the road and you ain't looking, it'll probably get he, smoked. He's talking about the barbecue kind the, of smoking. The, the barbecue <laughs> smoking, right? And so to go out there, but it's big enough to kind of take our entire mini uh, support 
office and actually have it set up in the trailer as well with Wi-Fi, with everything they need, where they can literally show up on site. They can see my guys in action doing work and still doing the support, but also have the ability to come and partake in the smoked meats and <laughs> brisket and the, and the pork belly burn-ins and the potato salad and the everything else that comes along with that, right? And we do it and uh, kind of walking through it. And wow. So that's one of the things that we've been working to do is to go out there and show that appreciation to them of saying thank you for allowing us to do what we do for you. And that's kind of the thing is I get to cook for them what I love, get to go out there and spend some time and they really get the chance to allow their employees to get a chance to appreciate us as well. You know, it's so interesting in the era of uh, mergers and acquisitions, we're, we're sort of in 2022 in this state where people come to you and they say, oh, uh, what's your stack? Well, you know, who's your PSA? Who's your <laughs> RMM? And if you fit the right thing, then how many clients do you have? And what do you charge? And, you know, if you fit the right model, I will buy you. Right. But then if you come along and say, except I have personal relationships and, you know, we got this trailer, like that doesn't fit in anybody's business it model. It's so, it's such a personal it thing. Is. And, you know, people always say, well, how am I supposed to differentiate myself when we all sell the same thing? It's like, but you are different. You are 100%. automatically magically different from every other human being yeah. you just have to let that shine right and i, and I look at it as I, I go back and i think about it me and myself as a consumer my auto mechanic or the guy who details my car has been my guy for a long 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 time is because he has a relationship now i can go down the street pay five dollars get a car wash versus paying 35 dollars to get the car wash. <laughs> but the relationship i have and what i have with them it's worth it all day because i know he's going to not extra charging for the armor wall that's going to go. He's going to go above and beyond and do things that I can appreciate that the $5 car wash is going to be exactly what that is. It's come, done, come get your car and go. And you walk over and it's like, man, I still got dirt here. got this. He didn't do this. He didn't take that out. He didn't know. And, and that's the thing. It's that relationship. I will pay that money. I will do what I got to get done because I have a personal relationship with that guy. Right. Well, and then the $5 car wash, it's a different person every time. Oh, like there's no, there's no yeah. relationship there at all. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, how do folks get a hold of you? Is LinkedIn a good place? Yeah, to... LinkedIn. Look me up out there. Corey Kirkendall, 5K Tonic Services. Please look in, hook up and link in with me. And if you link in with me, I accept your thing and we talk, I will hey, ask me questions. I'm an open book. I love to give back and love to have some conversation. If I'm out at a conference and you want to talk, just come check me out, man. I'm open. Look forward to it. Very cool. So you're now the community leader, like the, the, you're the man for CompTIA, <laughs> right? So uh, what's next for you? Like you've you reached the top of this mountain. So is there another mountain that you're halfway up? Yeah. So like you said, just joined the board with the National Society of IT Service Providers. And that's that's what's next on there to really grow that organization and put the efforts that we put here into there. Um, one of the reasons why I'm not in a leader leadership position in CompTIA in there, sitting in the pews, sitting kind of in the back in the background, absorbing everything. But I want to put some focus there because I think I love the charter that we've got going on. I think we're going to do some really good stuff and we got to get our name out there. And if I can do that and leverage what I did here at CompTIA for that, I'm all aboard for it because I think it's going to be really good for our industry. If we don't say it and say who we are and what we do, somebody's going to say it for us. And then we can't get mad if we don't like it. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you for what you do for CompTIA and for our entire industry and obviously for the National Society of IT Service Providers. Uh, I look forward to having you just keep doing what you do for the next <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, Carl. Thanks for having me. All right. This has been yet another SMB Community Podcast.
Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.